If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, hey, hey. Hello to all of my faithfuls, and if you're new, welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast. This is Miss Roxy, Miss Roxy and your black-haired maven, talking about Hurricane Katrina, and so far I've done everything except for talk about Hurricane Katrina, so let's get this started, shall we? I think that during the night, I told you all about those grades that were up on the top, well, those grates just had, it was exactly what it was. It was great. So you can only see through the grate, but all you saw through the grate was the ceiling, right? And then you had like your windows, but you only had windows. If you go inside of the dorm, all bunk beds are to the right of the dorm along the wall, three by three by three by three. And then the back had the showers there's no curtains there's no privacy there's no wall it's just like one two three showers that's it coming down the back and then you have the toilets also and then on the other side the left hand side the very first bunk on the left hand side was tucked in the corner is the one that had the library system and the secret checkout and the secret library which was totally dope i loved it i love that i was in that dorm and then the um after that um they had um, three by three by three along the, the wall, and then in the middle would be the tables. Um, that would mess up because sometimes they would allow you to take your mattress off the table and you can watch a movie at night. I cannot watch TV or a movie. I cannot watch anything without being laying down in bed with like a blanket or just being comfortable. I cannot sit down and just like crane my neck and look up. There's just no way. I could, I could never do it. I couldn't do it then when I was young and active and whatnot. I can't do it now when I'm older and active and whatnot. And now with these titanium rods and screws in my leg and stuff like that, I don't, I can't. Um, I'm always accused because I don't like cuddling. I don't like, um, people to get too close to me um I don't like sleeping with people in the bed um because I need to stretch out a lot and a lot of people don't understand that if you don't understand that I'm it has nothing to do with you it has to do with me and my accident and I've got to stretch out I'd prefer to sleep on the floor any day of the week than be uncomfortable on a couch or bed or sleeping with someone I'm just gonna ugh. So anyhow, 
had the bottom bunk, y'all know that, like, and then I had the really cool curtain, so, like, I could pull my curtain to the bot, you know, close it, just be, like, in my little cocoon in there, <laughs> which is never, it's like, these bitches didn't knock, these bitches just pulled the curtain back, and I'm like, oh, say, oh, say, Roxy. like, what, what now, so, anyhow, but you guys don't know that I was talking about, like, through the night, you know, um, I was awake all night because I was, like, super excited, you know. I'm going to write this down, and I'm going to go down in history, and this is going to be monumental. And, oh, my God, it sounds like my AMC short squeeze play. <laughs> Margin call play. <laughs> Jesus. Just help us, SEC. Okay. I didn't mean to get off topic. Just had to throw a little love out there to the <laughs> all of my people in the crypto world, all my people... In the AMC GME movement, all the apes, because we're having a real hard time right now. So, anyhow, I didn't, we're on the third floor, okay? So, there's no way to know what's going on on the first floor. There's no way to know what's going on on the second floor. And we don't know what's going on across the way with the other dorms. We have to go to the window and window talk. But you see, we can't window dock at night because the windows already have tint on them. You can't really see. And they do turn the lights off at night. They turn that shit off because it's jail and that's what they do. Why can't they keep the lights off all the time? Well, my dream is about to get answered. So, what I didn't know, what I do know now, and instead of going forwards and then coming back and telling you, let's just start from the beginning and tell you all that was going on. The inmates on the bottom floor, let me tell you about the bottom floor. The bottom floor has a dorm. One time I had gotten into a fight with this inmate, TD. Now, let me tell you something about that name. Everybody in the mama in New Orleans has got an auntie or a cousin named TD. Everybody. It's just, it's like a. TT means auntie. So one time I was TT Roxy my friend's kid he's like that's T.T. Roxy it's true and um and then I got um you had the name T.T. you know it's like everybody's going ah T.T. ah T.T. ah T.T. well I'm gonna kick her ass she wanted to kick my ass and it was over the fucking television and this fucking bitch it was a terrible point in my life because it was just right after <laughs> this year was a shit year. It was right after um, the brutal murder of Daryl Lance Sabbat, otherwise known as Dimebag Daryl, otherwise known as Dime Dimebag, and it was like with Dime's death, it was a thousand percent official that. Pantera was dead and that was like a huge part of my life and people are going to read this and be like oh my god are you serious like so you're going to say like your turning point in your life or your pivotal moment or when you just said fuck it or whatever you whatever you all going to say about me is that oh my gosh because Dimebag Daryl died um yeah that's exactly what I'm fucking saying um, he 
he didn't just die. He was brutally murdered on stage by a crazed fucking fan named Nathan Gale. And I hope that Nathan Gale, well, he's dead. Officer Niggermeyer killed him. And uh, it was in Ohio. And this, we're not going to go there and get into it, but it was a, that was in August of um, December of, birthday and then one time yeah 2004 so anyways um I think that we were I had called the TV for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks for headbangers ball and I wanted to see Matt on headbangers ball or pinhead or whatnot and it had been a while for me since I had seen headbangers ball now let me explain something to you. Everybody there wants BET, but there's two TVs. There's one TV on each side, not far away from each other, and it's blasted all day long on BET from the morning till the night on both TVs, screaming loud, just rap videos, 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 that's it. And that the stories and sci-fi were mostly rap videos, rap videos, rap videos. Um, we don't play with the youngsters. The youngsters don't have shit to lose, and they're just, they don't really care, especially bull decks and stuff. Some dorms just strictly like BET, and this is it, you know? So... I had said something to the effect of, like, I'll call the fucking TV, and they were going to have a special that night, and it was going to be on Headbangers Ball, on fucking stupid fucking MTV. I don't even like MTV. I stopped looking at MTV. Radio killed, no, video killed the radio star. No joke. And then I made a new one called Internet Killed Video Star. I'm just not sure, I can't remember, I have to remember the whole thing of what I, what I made it up about this thing, but what I'm trying to say to you is that they started doing all those, like, you know, um, shows and shows, and, and there was no more videos, absolutely not, and I know this because I used to run home from school as a child, and I used to go home fast because I could not bear to miss Yo, MTV Raps with your boy Dr. Dre and Ned Lover. What y'all know about that? Because guess what? <laughs> we had beta. My dad had beta. Yes, my daddy had beta. And then we had VHS. So you know my ass had the VCR ready to go. And let me tell you something. Yo, MTV Raps used to be fire, fire. I mean, they were, I mean that show was just so legit. And um, it was so cool because I was into all of that shit. I mean, if you get to know me, you know, like, how vast my musical knowledge is and how I'm a musician, too. 
I always like to play games and sing little songs here and there and stuff. And I just do that because it comes into my head when I see certain words, hear certain things at a certain time. And I'll think of a certain song or um, I'm a music dork. Hey, I'd rather be a fucking music dork any day of the week than be a fucking bitch. So guess what? And I'm a super fan. I'm a super fan for many, many bands. And a lot of those bands are friends of mine. And I'm also a fucking mega fan to certain other bands. Like, Superfan doesn't even scratch the surface of how big of a fan that I am. And I'm just a fan, and that is it. I love the music and the other stuff that came to it, getting to know them and all these bands that I love and getting to know them personally and on and on and on um, is a plus. And it's like, it's sad because sometimes I think I know too, too much. And I wish that I was just still that kid that didn't know anything. And when I was coming home for UMTV Raps, um, it was so cool because they'd make you wait all the fucking wait till the end. Because you know everybody named Mama wanted to see the end. You were waiting for it. You were waiting for it. You were waiting for it. LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. And guess what? It was the song, I Need Love. And that's when everybody rocked Kangol. And he always had a Kangol hat. And he was just, you know, LL Cool J was just so hot. And he'd have his shirt off. And he'd be laying in his bed. And you gotta wait the whole hour for all the other videos to come out. Which was just as good as well. And you'd be like, I need love. Sometimes I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stare at the wall. And through the back of my mind, I hear my conscious call. Oh, you know that shit was sick, bro. You know that shit was kill. And so then you do that. And then you'd, um, you like, they'd have salt and pepper. And then they would have, like, JJ, that is devastating. And they would have MC Hammer. Because MC Hammer was so fucking lit at that time. And for me, like... I had hammer pants. Yes, I fucking... Dude, I still have them. I don't know where they are, but my mom had them for, like, ever. And I had Z Cavarici, and we used to go down a mall. We used to have this um, mall down here in um, California. Uh, oh, we had to go to the mall. We had to go to Salinas. And uh, I think Vanessa Hutchins was born and raised. Born in Salinas, and then they moved to Texas, I think. But anyways, just just thought I'd throw that out there. Because she, she'd know what I was talking about. But they had Emporium Capwell. Emporium Capwell was like the Bon Marche or the Macy's, but a little bit better back then. They're not around anymore, of course. But they had this store called Merry-Go-Round. And Merry-Go-Round had this good-looking guy that used to work there. We, You know, the guys would have like that long fucking hair fucking all feathered in the front and all fucking to the side on the sides all short and then all long in the back you know and fucking my folks they didn't they worked very very hard you know my parents were always working and I raised my sisters and I'm proud of that shit and when if you look at my sisters and see how good my sisters are and how good they, they do and my niece and my nephew my famous little nephew's five my niece is one and you see my sister graduated from UNT last June. 
um, my other sister, my brother-in-law is a sergeant in the army. He's coming home from Poland, probably as we speak. Last year he was in Iran, you know, fighting for us. Deployments are hard, you know, now they're in Alaska. They just left California and go to Alaska. They were here with my folks this whole time. Anyways, he will go and for some reason, Okay, so I was a big, like, huge Sir Mix-a-Lot, and I have that shit on cassette. Y'all don't have it on cassette. Y'all don't have that. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know Square Dance Rap and Buttermilk Biscuits and Don't You Wish Your Boyfriend Were Swast Like Me. Swast. Don't you wish your boyfriend were swast like me. Swast. Where do you think that the Black Eyed Peas got that shit from? They stole it from fucking Sir Mix-a-Lot. I love Posse on Broadway. I have it on vinyl, motherfuckers. I got it on vinyl, motherfuckers. And so come to find out I'd go to college later in life to the Art Institute of Seattle and I'd live on Pike Place and I'd go by dicks and be like wait a second this is the part where he's talking about where he's on Jerry like on Broadway it's time to get left what I live right there it was it's such a coinky dink right and so um Everybody wanted to drive that Mercedes, that 500 series, you know, it was like low profile, wide and long, that big ass sedan. <laughs> it was so dope back then. Anyhow, um, the um, you would want to hear that, but for me, it was all about MC Hammer and not like Hammer Time and all that other kind of stuff. No. Of course, everybody loves that song, but for me, it was, let's get it started, oh, oh, let's get it started, oh, Hammer, how you doing, Hammer, how you, like, dude, that song would come on, and I would just lose my shit, it's kind of like hearing, you know, um, fucking, what's that song by Migos, um, water or liquid or I can't remember anyways the songs that you hear that just get you all pumped up about the beat or a hook or something like that you know and I had my hammer pants and they had like the the fucking the, the tight part that went around you and then they had my I were black with like tie dyed colors with a big thing hanging in the middle and I used to dance at school and we used to do routines and I used to be in talent shows and air jams and all kinds of crazy shit, dude. Yes, I was nominated best dancer in the yearbook and all that. Y'all could joke about it and laugh at me. I'm fucking used to this shit. Fuck it. So then you know, I would just get so excited about the MC Hammers. I'd have to wait for that. And then I'd wait for, like, Public Enemy. And it would be, like, Eric B. and Rakim. But I'm telling you, LL Cool J at the end was the coolest, right? So I come from the analog age. And I am part of the digital revolution and evolution. And I've seen everything morph into, from analog into digital, which is like completely fascinating and completely fucking crazy at the same time so I just I absolutely 
loved MTV because of that. When they stopped doing that, I didn't want to listen anymore to MTV because I thought it was a fucking piece of shit. And then I started to get weird because I didn't want to watch music videos because I had the song in my head and I had a certain, like, vision, uh, so to speak, um, of what I thought the song made me think of what I thought the song meant, what I thought the song was about, my own interpretation, because everybody has their own interpretation of art, whether song, dance, movie, video, it's whatever, right, performing arts, visual arts, and what I didn't want is, I didn't want to hear the song that I so loved knowing that I came from, you know, an era of these awesome, awesome videos where I could see the entertainer and the entertainer was entertaining me and it wasn't some stupid fucking video that was fucking gay as fucking just dumb and killed the whole song. And so now every time I hear the song, I got to think of that dumbass fucking video. So when that shit started happening, I pulled back a lot from MTV, and then I started to get bigger, and wanted to do more shit, and wanted to, you know, fall in love later, and all this kind of stuff, so, and then the MTV raps, I mean, I spent years and years with it, I have that shit recorded, I'm sure my dad's gotta have it somewhere, and, um, this is the way it was, man, it was fucking awesome, right, so, you can't tell me anything. These girls want to watch BET. And this was on the second level that I had been in this one particular dorm. What's her name had been on the dorm below, I think. But this time she was in the dorm above us. There was about 70 in this particular dorm. It was very, very big. And a lot of these people in this dorm. We had my one friend. Um... The Black Dahlia Murderer, I'll call her. And uh, she was white. But she loved black people very, very much. And she had a trick. And he always sent her money and sent her a card. And she talked on the phone with him every day. And she was going to the feds for heroin distribution. She was doing a lot of time. So she had fed outfit on. And um, she's going to do a lot of time in the feds. She's looking at... 8 to 18 years I think she only got 8 and then her partner got 11 and she was screaming at the judge like her boyfriend like no let me have him so she took a couple years for him like you gotta be a gangster bitch to do some shit like that that's some fucking shit I would do be screaming and yelling it's not fair it's not fair why the fuck I'm getting 8 years and you're giving him 11 give me one of his years and the judge did it (laughs) that's love um, you know, but it's not fair for it. Both y'all get the same charges and then they were both co-defendants and then stop it and then make them un-co-defendants and try them differently and give them the same charge and give the gal less time and then give him more time because he's black. It, it wasn't fair. But nothing is fair. So, what happened then was, um, I said something, and then my other friend was there too, and she did kill she did kill somebody, and she was there for capital murder, and she was the cutest anathema, 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 never dare, 
I'm going to say her full name here because anything the nether dare is not going to, she's going to be like, why did you say my name? Oh my God, you can say my name. I'm totally cool with it. Like, maybe I'll find someone nice. Like, I love never dare. I love never. We became like really, really good friends when I actually got to move out of that place, out of that dorm. It sucked because now I was away from Never and now she was sad because we became such good friends and all kind of stuff. And I will tell you about Never later. Never is a big part of this book. And um, of course, I've got to talk about it. I've got to talk about her because her Venom Guts, Anything the Never Dare, fucking the Chucksters, fucking Trina, fucking. Janet, fucking, oh my god, who am I missing? We all get together and get reunited at some point, and it's fascinating about how I did it, how I kept this together, how I found us on the fucking interstate on the bridge in the middle of the night with guns pointed at our heads, how I managed to make us all stay together with guns pointed at our heads, screaming and yelling from guards with guns pointed at our heads not guns <laughs> rifles I love that word rifle 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 I love that word such a beautiful word such a beautiful sound too you know when a rifle goes off and it just echoes in the valley or a shotgun blast anyhow so and the dorm, too, is a different dorm. And I think I had my friend... What the fuck was her name? Tosh? Atasha, or Tosh. And she was cool. Thank God for her. I called the TV for eight fucking weeks. And every day I would call in the morning. You gotta call it early in the fucking morning. Four o'clock in the morning, you gotta say, I got the TV for 10 p.m. I got the right TV for 10 p.m. I got the TV for 10 p.m. I got the TV for 10 p.m. I got the TV for 10 p.m. Every fucking morning, you gotta tell them, I got the TV for 10 on Saturday. I got the TV for 10 on Saturday. I was calling this shit and calling this shit because they were gonna have a Pantera special, a fucking tribute to Dime. And I'll be fucking damned if I don't give a fuck if I'm in prison. I'm not going to fucking miss that shit. Yeah, I will fight for that. That is one thing about me that when it comes between me and my music, my family, my friends, my dogs, stuff that I love so much, my food, my money, stop shorting my stock, motherfuckers. When it comes to that, I'll go hard, like, uh, that's, that's, you know, everybody has a limit and stuff like that, so, I decided I wasn't gonna do that, I called the TV and called the TV, so my time is coming, and I can't wait, and I'm nervous, and I'm sad, because I cry every single day since the death of Dime, I cried every fucking day, for four years, I swear to God, I did. Um, it was, I'm not the only one, there's 10 million of us around the world. Um, I, 
I'm not going into that because it doesn't have shit to do with the hurricane, okay? But I just want you to know that when the time came and I called the fucking TV and I was standing with my neck, standing up, arms crossed around me, 10 o'clock, looking up, here comes Matthew, gonna do the dime tribute and all this kind of stuff and I'm not gonna miss shit. This is so important to me. This is the most important to, thing to me in the fucking world. Whether I was inside or outside or whatnot, there, I was not gonna miss this, okay? This was my idol. This was my hero. This was a brother that I wish I had, had from another mother. This was somebody that I met. This is somebody that I loved. This is somebody that <laughs> gave me my first black tooth grin at his, you know, strip club, um, the clubhouse. And I fucking hated alcohol. <laughs> And he comes up to me and he's got this ginormous bottle of Crown Royal. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's time. Like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to die because it's time. And here I am partying. And like, it's like everyone is there. And it's like five o'clock in the morning. And it's just fucking Dallas. I just love Dallas so much. Dallas doesn't sleep. Dallas doesn't sleep. And here, and I'm just like, how do I tell like, I, I love my hero so much, and I'm so shy, and I'm so embarrassed. I've already met him backstage a long time ago. I was like 8, 17, 8, no, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. I don't even know, 29. And so, you know, he comes and he tells me, you know, like, oh, get your pull, get your pull, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. We're going to fucking black tube grins, everybody out, yeah. And he pours this wonderful drink and basically what it is is it's a shot of crown with a splash of coca-cola y'all know i'm a pepsi girl y'all know that i'm a pepsi girl the splash of coke which i don't mind drinking coke it's fine and this is it and you just toss it back well <laughs> i didn't want to drink it i didn't want to but what are you gonna, gonna tell no to dime like really um like he's offering you a drink in his place and you're gonna say no like oh my god I can't drink that cause I'm a pussy and I'm like alcohol <laughs> no I didn't say that I just was like um like there was no fake book then there was no like you know there was disposable cameras and stuff like that and I already had like tons of pictures of me and Dime and a picture of me of taking a picture of him giving a picture of an autograph <laughs> just goes on and on and on but and I wish I had all this stuff I don't know where the fuck all this shit is and um I didn't say anything I think that my friend had said no and he said drink it or wear it and that was the motto if he offers you a drink and you for some stupid reason decline the drink then you must wear it which means he's gonna get the drink and he's gonna fucking throw it on you drink it or wear it motherfucker so and at that time I wasn't even big on the drink it or wear it I was just so like um excited that I'm getting to talk to Dime you know one on one and you know I'm not starstruck at all I'm just happy I've already done this buku times I'm just so happy you know he was like 
he had an aura bigger than the state of Texas and he was just this smile when he walked into a room like the whole room just turned it was electric you know he had that magnetic personality he can make you everybody just have a good fucking time good vibes only man I mean for real like no joke it was just awesome so I took the drink and yeah like a little puss I drank it I'm sure that I'm sure that I grimaced and I'm sure I was like but um I did it and I'm proud of that you know I'm proud of being handed a drink by him and drinking it down (laughs) so now yeah I went through many phases of years and years of black tooths and when I was working on Bourbon Street um I probably drank about, Jesus Christ, the whole bottle of Crown I bought a day. And whatever, wherever I was working, um, I went through a black tooth phrase for like years and years. I was drinking 25 black tooths a night, and they poured them thick. Or the bottle itself, plus the shots, plus tequila, plus cognac that floated by and people gave it to me, plus champagne, plus wine red plus um pinot noir specifically plus um vodka and uh which makes for a demon kind of i had my demon days and those demon days are over now fuck (laughs) i think everybody knows somebody that on certain alcohol you turn into a demon well anyway just, I was trying to tell you guys that, I, mean, I was attempting to tell you guys that the TV comes on and she says, like, I'm over there watching fucking Headbangers Ball and they're about to start the whole thing and this fucking bitch comes up and she changes the fucking channel on BT and I'm like, oh my God, bro, why is this gonna happen to me right now? I don't give a fuck about inmates. I don't give a fuck about DOC. I don't give a fuck about HOD, House of Detention. It's the name of my band, by the way. And I don't care about... Everybody's like, you're gonna go to HOD, you're gonna go HOD, 10th floor, 10th floor, nigga, 10th floor, nigga, 10th floor. HOD was this crazy place in the jail in Orleans Parish Prison. And it's still there. You could drive on the highway. Every time I drive on the highway and I see that fucking building and I see those 10th fucking floor, these tiny little slits, and I like, I like blow a kiss for the inmates out there still suffering because they beat the fuck out of people and abuse them up there. I know because I was up there and I seen it. And then I flip it off. I'm like, fuck you, HOD. Fuck HOD and fuck the 10th floor. Been to the 10th floor. And I was in five points for like 24 hours. I got out of those points too. That's, oh God. Anyways, I'll tell that story later. And then um, she turned the TV off and I'm just like so fucking pissed. I'm like, shit's going to go down. I already know, dude. And I turn it back on. And she turns it back to BET. And I'm like, and I turn it back. She's like, don't fucking touch the TV. And I'm like, you don't touch the TV. You know, don't fucking touch. I called this motherfucker. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, dude, why are you tripping? They've got motherfucking BET for the other side, which is like, what, six steps away. You can go right to your right and watch BET there. You don't have to have it on both fucking TVs. 
Well, she wasn't listening. She was being a little asshole. Let me tell you something about prison. Let me tell you something about jail. Let me tell you something about my life. It doesn't matter. Inside or out. Because I'm petite and because I'm tiny and because I'm super nice and I'm just like, oh my God, like, hey, good morning. And I'm just like quiet and, uh, or wild and just like nice. People think that I don't know how to fight. They think that I'm weak. They think that they're going to get one over on me. Oh, God. Oh, God. That is not true at all. In fact, it's quite... It's to the contrary, really. Um, I beat up a lot of fucking people in my life. I'm super embarrassed about it. I'm not proud of it. Um, I'm pretty sure my jacket's probably assault. Well, not, let's not talk about that because we're getting off the top. We're supposed to talk about fucking hurricane. We're going to get into a fight. And what I said was... When she turned the TV off, I yelled and said, I don't disrupt your fucking culture, so don't fucking disrupt mine. And when I said that, the whole dorm, it was like somebody dropped the needle. It was like, like super duper mic drop. Like everything fell silent. And next thing you know, I've got like 70 women of the African-American persuasion staring at me, and I thought, holy fucking shit, this bitch is gonna cause all these women to fucking just start, like, I'm gonna get jumped by 70 women. I can fight a feet two or three, but that's it. I can't fight all of them, you know? And they were just like, what the fuck did you say? And I said, I fucking told you. I said, I don't fucking disrupt your fucking culture, so don't fucking disrupt mine. And Atosh, Tosh, she stood up for me. And she said, hey, 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 leave Miss Roxy alone. Y'all leave her alone. She'd been called to TV for eight fucking weeks because I was already mad and yelling and shit. And so let her have it. And um, we actually didn't. Sorry about that. <laughs> Things happen in the podcast world. And um, and then me and Titi got into like a little bit of a a little bit of a pickle, if you will, Dill. And uh, she um I wanted to beat the fuck out of her. Jesus Christ, she wanted to beat the fuck out of me and she was taller. She was a project baby too. She was also a crack baby, it's pretty sad. And um the thing about it is that, like, if you get in a fight with me, like, I don't even fucking know you, or the fight isn't warranted, or, like, we shouldn't be fighting, because I'm gonna unleash, unleash, excuse me, all of my anger that I have towards something else onto you, and I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. All my anger for dime, and my sadness, and everything that happened to me this time, that time, being in jail... Everything adds up, adds up, and it adds up for the other person, too. So when the people fight, they don't even know each other. They shouldn't even be fighting each other because it's not warranted. It's not justified. And they're going to beat the fuck out of each other for no good reason. When the people that they're actually mad at, they're not going to do them nothing because they're directing all their anger at the wrong person for the wrong thing. And 
we were both wrong for that. So, here come the guards, we get put in handcuffs right away, and the bad thing about that is that when you do get into an altercation, the guards come right away, you get put in handcuffs, they take you away, they lock you down for a little bit, find out what the fuck happened, but one of the inmates, they move you, they move you. You cannot stay in the same dorm. You have to get moved. And that's how I got moved from here to there to here to there to here to there. And uh, needless to say, no, I did not get to watch my headbangers fucking ball. No, I did not get to watch my tribute to Dime. No, I was fucking pissed. I had to fucking move. That's how I had to end up getting away from Never Dare. And I got moved and shit. It's all kinds of fucking shit. So... That's how I know about the people on the bottom floor. That's how I know the people on the fucking middle floor. That's how I know the people on the third floor. That's because I've been in all that shit. And I ended up being pretty well respected in every fucking dorm. Because I did good in every fucking dorm. I did something. If it wasn't helping people out, making them laugh, or just you know, cooking and, and providing for people and, uh, you know, helping people out and whatnot. That's what I was doing, you know. So, um, everywhere, even in a prison situation, my grandma would always say, like, you know, only you, only you, Miha, would be able to take a, a major natural disaster, catastrophe, and, and make something good about it. Only you could be inside of a prison and you've never been in prison in your whole life and you could be in there and instead of being mad and you know I'm not supposed to be here and being upset at the world and blaming everybody taking accountability but not only that helping others and having so many people come to me and yeah they stick to me like glue and it's it's nice and it's nice it is nice Sometimes you act like you don't want it, you don't feel like it, but you do. You do. It's a nice feeling. Uh, and it's always like that in my life, and I'm happy for that. So, I'm still mad about missing the tribute, though. And that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm attempting to tell you all about. The hurricane and why I got so off track and trying to tell you about the fight and why I know all these people so that way when I tell you well how do you know that happened if you were on the third floor well I had to tell you all of this shit to let you know how I knew this because I was cool with so many people on so many different dorms because I've been through a lot of fucking dorms all through the in and outs because I had rolled out of jail and rolled back in and rolled out and rolled back in. <laughs> so, and that's why, and that's why I'm going to tell you in the beginning of the morning, it was eerily quiet, very, 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 very quiet. And it almost was like, you knew something was up, you know. I knew something was up because it was too quiet for its own good. Usually it's loud and crazy and the guards and the shift change and the clank of the keys. And the clank of those fucking boots. Boom, 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 boom. And every time they open the door, they always have to slam it. Correctional officers feel the fucking need to stomp extra hard to jangle those fucking nefarious fucking set of fucking keys on their belt and they 
cannot close the door simply. They have to kick the door with their foot so it slams really hard. Or they have to kick it open or just slam it shut really hard. That's just how the other assholes. And so this is how I know. And let's just stop here so that I can give you a clear, concise, precise view of the morning and how the water starts to come and seep in to the first floor. I love you all. I can't wait for you to come back tomorrow for the next episode. Love, love, love all y'all. Remember to smile at somebody. I told y'all about that, how far it goes. I love you guys. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.